0: And indeed, international crises and at the level of an ummah, we all see that we are in a crisis. And this is just the naked reality of what's happening today in the world. And every time there is a new crisis, we all, mashallah, grope for answers and solutions. And we all now become the judge, jury, and executioner of those who caused the crisis. So we are guided by the Prophet Muhammad right. as the most perfect human being. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent human beings as messengers and not angels. One of the many reasons is that human beings will relate to, human beings, the highs and lows, the emotional highs and lows, the spiritual highs and lows. (coughs) Prophet ﷺ would sometimes tell the Sahaba that if your level of spirituality and iman is always at the level when you are with me, Then the angels were standing in line to shake your hands. Meaning maintaining and sustaining that level of Iman is not within the scope of a Muslim. So the Prophet knew and understood human emotions human sensitivities as he understood human failures and human frailties. This is on one side. And on the other side, he was also the lawgiver. He was the shari'ah. Through the Quran and through the sunnah, his own sunnah and through his own ijtihad. He was the lawgiver. So in the community, in society, <coughs> if someone is now guilty, and found guilty, of a crime that is also a sin or sin that is also a crime then he guided us also in that that what do you do? So now there are two problems One is that in uh, civil order we have a code of conduct that this is a code of conduct in your private life, in your public life No one is supposed to be wronged that don't cause injustice to others and don't allow injustice to be brought upon you. Don't victimize others and don't become a victim, both. Now, this is a civil code, now, this is a code of conduct. So, if you have now Islamic law and Islamic sharia, you will follow the rules of Islamic sharia, and if somebody is, God forbid, found guilty. Of such a crime that becomes a a sin that becomes a crime. Then you go through the due process. And you levy any punishment that Islam says you should levy. This is very clear. We have no doubt in that. Every Muslim believes this. And even if you are not a Muslim. You will believe in law and order. You will believe that there must be no chaos and no commotion on the streets. There must be no confusion about what the law is. And you must apply the law wherever you are in such a way because the law is designed to keep peace and law and order in every community. It is not designed to cause more corruption, more chaos, and more confusion. This is the role of the Prophet Muhammad So on one side, we are obligated to follow the Prophet in his behavior. In his, in his ethics, in his manners, in ibadat, in how we make dua, and how we conduct ourselves as not only good human beings, but good Muslims. This is now the role of ethics and morals, and what we know as adab. On the other side, the Prophet wasallam came to ensure that any Muslim who is wronged or is guilty of wrongdoing himself, should go through the process of being tried and judged in this world. As Muslims, we all believe only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate supreme judge. That is why in Surah Fatiha, we always say, Maliki will He is the owner of the day of judgment. So what is the moral value of this? When you have Sharia law and when you have American law, or the state of Illinois law, what is the role of law when you say Maliki al-Din? How do we apply this? So Allah Subhanahu on the day of judgment will judge all, Allah save us from his hisab. Allah make our hisab, in fact, Allah allow us to enter Jannah without any hisab. We don't want to be ordered by Allah Subhanahu because he knows everything. In this world, we don't know everything. we obligated to know everything the truth may reside elsewhere so we have to go through a process that is called the system the system of governance the system of law and order the Prophet said be careful if I give a verdict to one of you in my understanding of your elaboration of the case and through your eloquence and representation of the facts, you, convic- you convince me that you are telling the truth, and you have proof, then be careful. Because if you know that you are lying, then I would, would have appropriated for you, I would have given you a coal from the coal of hellfire. Meaning there... Even the Prophet ﷺ said, it is quite possible that through your bayan, through your articulation, and through your evidence now presentation, I may not know the whole truth in this world, but this is what I am obligated to do. I look at the facts, and based on the facts presented to me, I will give a verdict and a judgment. The final judgment is with Allah ta'ala. Maliki yomid In this world, i render judgment according to my understanding and the knowledge that is presented in front of me, the evidence that I have in front of me, and you be careful that you don't take the right of your brother through your presentation. Now even here you have ethics and morals. That despite judging and (coughs) ruling this is the Prophet Muhammad (coughs) despite his judgment and his verdict against another Muslim in the community, he is still cautioning the community, hey be careful because I don't know everything nor am I obligated to know everything so it could be that one of you will be wronged through my judgment not because I am wrong but because the presentation was so superb and spectacular that I have to rule according to what's in front of me not according to Whatever other means. Now, Jibreel could have come on every occasion and said to the Prophet that this is the truth and this is falsehood. But Allah didn't do that. Allah did not send Jibreel in every case to the Prophet Wasallam. Why? Because otherwise no one would be able to follow him. How are the Sahaba are going to do this? That in each case now, we need Jibreel's assistance, we need Kashf, we need Ilham, it was impractical. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed the Prophet wasallam, judge according to what you see in front of you. If you are right, alhamdulillah, if you are wrong, then that's not on you. You will not be held accountable, guilty of that, and that's how the Sahaba also judged in their courts and that's how we also judge so it is quite possible, in fact probable sometimes in a system where you are training people to lie on the stand (coughs) as part of your job description where is the justice in that? but nevertheless there's a system there's an order people follow that and there's no chaos and everything works but the ultimate judgment is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we must seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's refuge in being judgmental, even though the facts may tell us this is the truth. This is the portion of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Yes, if someone is guilty, then albeit, that's fine. But for the community, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the Quran, and the Prophet ﷺ in his sunnah, and the Sahaba in their seerah, and the Ummah in its civilizational history, never condoned that you go out on a limb and you promote and propagate what is now wrong. Those who love that fahisha spreads in the community. Immorality spreads in the community. That gossip spreads in the community. Rumor mongering now is justified in the name of social media. And freedom of information. This has not been condoned. Neither by the Qur'an nor the sunnah. Yes, one guilty party may be guilty. And we accept, acknowledge, and we make dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives. If the victim is there, then justice must be served to the victim. And we must not underestimate the dua of the victim. As the Prophet ﷺ said, Fear the dua of a person who is victimized. Because there is no barrier between that du'a and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It goes straight up to him. So we are cautioned to fear the dua, the curse of any victim. Not just a sexual crime victim. Any victim. It doesn't matter. At the same time, the Quran and the Sunnah and the Seerah of the Sahaba and our Muslim history tells us that we should not promote that. In the community, by gossiping about it. By discussing this over the table. <coughs> Everywhere you look, people are now discussing one thing. As if it is the only thing that concerns the ummah. It is a tragedy. It is a crime. It is a sin. But make sure that you don't incur Allah's wrath and his punishment. al by assuming that you are God. Nobody is God. By assuming that you have the right to render judgment because neither, neither you nor the courts know the facts. We don't know the ultimate truth. 100%. So we are obligated to follow the law that if if something has gone to the courts and trial and there is something there and according to the law of the land Someone is proven guilty mm-hmm. Then that is fine, you rest But as the Prophet Muhammad said to a Sahabi And as Isa salam said When he brought into faith Jesus What did he say? When someone was being stoned for adultery Both Jesus Isa and the Prophet Muhammad said what? That that the one who has not committed any sin Throw and cast the first stone The Prophet said this to the Sahaba That whoever has not committed any sin Although this man has been proven guilty In the court of Sharia in front of me The one who has never committed a sin will be the one who now casts the first stone on this guilty person. (laughs) This is called ethics. This is called Islamic civilizational values. This is called following the sunnah of Muhammad This is called understanding the Quran. This is called being a Muslim. Whatever we have unfortunately become indoctrinated with through social media and mass media and everything else in the world, that this must be promoted. That is wrong. That was never the law, and definitely it was never the seerah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and it was never a civilizational value. We do not Expose ourselves Nakedly In front of the whole world (laughs) This is is shameless behavior If there is a a crime And the courts are dealing with it Then so be it May Allah Accept whatever we do For his cause And for the Prophet Muhammad (laughs) But we must be mindful that when we say this is the truth, then the truth comes from Muhammad. It does not come from social media, it does not come from mass media, it does not come from anything except the mouth of Muhammad. He does not speak from his whim and from his fancy and desire, everything is revealed to him. This is the seerah of Muslims that we must appreciate how we respond to crises. No one else immune from sin. Any one person can commit a sin. And everyone does. As the Prophet ﷺ said, "Kullu ibn Adam Every son of Adam is going to make many, many, many mistakes. خطأون. Many mistakes. If someone has been wronged, then the wronged person must be able to seek justice according to the law, and justice must be served. At the same time, when justice is served, you do not go around the block displaying this guilty person on a donkey. That is haram. We don't have that in our sharia. We say, clothe the person, cover the person. This is called sata. This is called covering. And the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever covers another Muslim in this world, Allah will cover him on the Day of Judgment. Oh. You want Allah to expose your sins on the Day of Judgment? Then be my guest. Then follow the social media. Follow any media. Follow any other culture except Islamic culture. If you want Allah to cover you and your mistakes and your sins on the Day of Judgment, which we all need, May Allah cover us all in this world and in the world hereafter. This is Allah Sadaf. When Allah Sadaf is now removed by the Muslim community, Allah, Allah, Allah. This is not a sign of taraqi or advancement or progress. It's a sign of degradation and disintegration. This is what it is a sign of. So if we want taqwa, which is the basis of this case that is happening here in this community, that you need taqwa and you need to stay away from haram and you must not commit any sin and you must not victimize innocent people, then this is part of taqwa also, that you do not go out on a limb to expose your mistakes and sins in front of each other and definitely not at all in front of non-Muslims. This is our pride. This is our civilization. This is the Ummah Muhammad you're talking about. Those who are guilty should be punished. May Allah forgive them also. And those who are not guilty, may Allah remain, make them and show them that they are innocent, but we must not put fuel into the fire. This is my nasihah me and to all of you and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his afia, for his comfort, for his protection, for his satar, for his covering that so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the ummah together in this world so that we may enter Jannah together in the other world through the qiyadah and leadership of Muhammad sallallahu Ameen. Ya <laughs>